There are legends round here, even if only in their own minds. Forgotten, but not dead. Some have tried to stop them, but they keep coming back. Coming to entertain you. They are the Crystal Lake Soldiers. Welcome back to the Crystal Lake Soldiers podcast. My name's Isaiah. Joined tonight, as always, by Mark, Sean, and Ted. How are you guys doing this weekend? Feeling pretty good, man. Hanging in there, dude. Not bad, not bad. Awesome. Everything's good. That's always good to hear. Always good to hear that things are going good. Things are going good on my end. Been just a lot of fucking rain... And a lot of movie watching and video game playing on my end. But we have a good show for you guys. Yeah. It seems like it's been raining a lot kind of everywhere lately. At least everywhere that I, where I know people are from. Yeah, it's been in some like thunderstorms here. I think it's, for here it's the temperature change. This time of year it's always clashing and causing a bunch of bad weather. Yeah. I hear that. But... We do have a good show for you guys tonight. We are going to be actually reviewing Gremlins 2, the new batch. It is actually right around the 30th anniversary of that movie, so we're going to be taking a look back at that and reviewing that. But before we get into that, we're going to have a little bit of news for you. Uh, but what have you guys been up to this week? Uh, same old stuff, man. Just watching TV and watching the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Finishing up Werewolf, the series with Chuck Connors. Saw um episode that had Tony Todd in it as um, Charlie the Pimp, so that was pretty cool. Nice. <laughs> but nothing. Oh, and I saw Joe Bob on Friday. I did watch Hellraiser, too, so that was fun. Yep. Joe Bob's always great. So. As always, yes. What about you, Mark? Uh, Pretty much the same, other than... The boring, everyday adulting bullshit. I've been uh, watching movies. Obviously, I watched Gremlins 2 for the show. Watched uh, Started watching a show called uh, The Order, which is kind of like a cheesy like CW-type show, but I kind of like it. Okay. Um, Isn't that the one that's like the secret society? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Heard I've heard of it. Yeah, it's not bad. It's it's dumb, but it's something I can watch with my girlfriend. Yeah, sometimes you gotta swallow it up. And watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was playing a lot of Outer Worlds. I really was really big into that game, and then The Last of Us Two came out, and I've just been playing the hell out of that game. I've been waiting on the game for I don't know, like three or four years. I didn't even realize that was released finally. Yeah, yeah it, it came out, out on the nineteenth. Oh, yeah. Wow. That shows you how much I'm paying attention. Oh, it's fucking good, dude. It, it is so good. good. I haven't bought it yet. but I was on the fun. fence. I was going to wait, but I just bought it. Nice. All right. Well, and that's, that's about it, really. Yeah, I mean, that's plenty to keep you busy. That's for sure. <laughs> that's, yeah, especially Last of Us 2. I could... That that's a those is like the Naughty Dog games. Those are so in depth with the story and everything. It's so 
easy to get yourself lost in those games and spend just countless hours playing. So yeah, they're they're like they're like that. movies. They're like interactive movies. Yeah. They're really the story is they're they're obviously they're ramping it up from the last one, and yep. it's just it starts out telling them from multiple different perspectives, which is something that they, they did in the last one, but not as much. Right. It's, it's really intense right from the beginning. Oh, okay. That's good to know. Cause, uh, I'll have to be on the lookout for that. Uh, I definitely probably won't be picking up for a little while, but yeah, I'm, it's good to know that that's finally out. I, I thought it for whatever reason, I thought it was supposed to be like later in the summer. Or something that it was supposed to be coming out, but I I definitely had my dates all fucked up with that. But well, it already got delayed twice, and then right? they're talking about Cy- Cyberpunk got delayed again this week. Oh Jesus, that game's <laughs> never coming out. That's supposed to come out in September. <laughs> oh my god, that game Cyberpunk. That's one I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I was definitely looking forward to that, but with how much it's been delayed, because it's been delayed for so long, for so many years now, it's like I'm not even expecting the game to come out at this point so it's just yeah it's better than releasing it and doing 10 million freaking patches it's true that yeah. that's very oh, yeah. true i mean it is very easy to get annoyed with that but yeah looking at it from that perspective though i mean i can understand why wanting to get it perfect before releasing it too so but yeah uh what about you ted what have you been up to this week as watch Gremlins two Monday because Monday was the the thirtieth the official thirtieth anniversary so I watched it that night. Uh, watched uh, uh, Justice League versus the Fatal Five, which I thought was a pretty decent Justice League movie. Uh, rewatched Bill and Ted, both Bill and Ted movies because why not? <laughs> yep. Never go wrong um, with those. Nope, just a double feature back to back, perfect. Uh, watched uh, Batman: The Dark Knight Returns again. I haven't watched that in a while, and it's one of my favorite Batman movies. Really good. Uh, watched Desolation. I thought that was a really good horror film. Uh, a lot better than Intruder twenty sixteen. I'll tell you that. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hate that movie. <laughs> I hate Intruder Traces. Thankfully, I had Desolation really Well, I'm sorry, what was that? I said, thankfully, I never wasted my time on Intruder. Yeah, and that, I mean, it's not a remake of the, of the 89 slasher film. It's something completely different, but it, it sucked. Yeah. But that's all I'm going to say. But uh, yeah, just watching some movies and you know, just trying to stay dry, right? From the rain. <laughs> All right. So yeah, still in on his vinegar syndrome package, which hopefully comes tomorrow. It's as close. It was in Dallas, so exciting. Who knows? I kind of. That's why I'm saying it's kind of a. It's kind of a game now that I like playing. <laughs> yeah. Will it leave Texas tomorrow? Will it be out of Texas and back in some other state? Right. And come back to Texas. I, I don't know, man. I just got a new phone, and they didn't have it in the store, so they had to order it. And they sent it from 
Tennessee and it it left Tennessee. It passed my house to went almost all the other side of North Carolina. And then it passed my house again to go down to Greenville. And then it passed my house again to go to the middle of North Carolina. And then it passed my house again to go down to Greenville again. And then it came to my house. That's funny. Yeah, it was annoying. It was supposed to be here in two days and it took two fucking weeks. That's horrible. That's our Uh. postal service for you, though. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's good. Hey, today is... (laughs) No, it, it it's not Corona's fault. This has been going on before this Corona yeah, crap no, happened. It's just a convenient excuse, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's a convenient excuse. To, today, exactly a month ago, the vinegar syndrome cells started. So yeah, that's something. That's <laughs> wild to think that was already a month ago. A month ago, we blew a lot of money, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I just got mine the other day. Finally, <laughs> thank God. All the movies. It was so glorious. Uh, I can't wait to get my glorious. my June package now. That's gonna be great. But anyways, uh can't wait till the You can't wait till what? Till the caller that's supposed to come out in August from them. Oh yeah. I'm picking yeah. that up pre order or order or whatever. Right. That's for sure. I freaking love that movie. Oh, it's going to be good. It's going to be so good. But um, for me this week, a lot of video game playing. Still playing Fallout 76 a lot. A lot. Sometimes way too much. On top of that, uh did watch Gremlins 2, obviously, just to reacquaint myself with the movie because it's been probably 20 years since I've seen it. And then... Shame on you. I know. But Gremlins, <laughs> Gremlins has never been my favorite series. I mean... I, I like Gremlins. It's just, it's never been my favorite, so it's not one I go back to all that often to watch. But I, I do enjoy it. Uh, but besides Gremlins 2, I've only seen Ghoulies once, and I prefer Gremlins, so. And it's your favorite. Just, just admit it's your favorite. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Uh, don't don't judge the Ghoulies series on its first movie. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Right. <laughs> And yeah, I know, you, I know you mentioned week, that before. Uh, yes, yeah, Sean wasn't here last week, but the original director and the uh, co-writer are both trying to convince Sony. I guess Sony has the rights now for whatever reason to do a remake of Ghoulies. And I said, I hope that they, you know, ignore their boring, their boring first movie yeah. and take, you know, inspiration from the second and third movie. Exactly. <laughs> so that's something they can improve upon for sure the first movie, yeah yeah so. like actually having ghoulies in the movie <laughs> throughout the movie yeah. <laughs> right not at the very end <laughs> that'd be nice that'd be nice but anyways um so i watched gremlins 2 and then i've been still watching that 70s show i'm actually halfway through season eight so it's my first time seeing season eight so i'm gonna make it to the end i'm gonna finish it i'm gonna keep on trucking <laughs> On top of that, uh, obviously I watched Joe Bob on Friday night. It was a season finale for season two, Hellraiser 2. They showed And Hell Comes to Frogtown, which was amazing. As always, I've I've always liked Hell Comes to Frogtown, so it was, it was great being able to see that again, especially on the last drive-in. Joe Bob did a very heartfelt message to end season two, talking about how you know he always thought he was going to be just this 
big writer with the, you know, Pulitzer Prize and all this and didn't know, you know, the way his life was going to end up going was more towards this and the Joe Bob Briggs character and everything. And it was kind of cool him kind of just thanking the fans for making this happen and all that. And so that was really kind of cool. And um, on top of that, uh, uh, that's kind of really mostly what I've been doing. I, I haven't really watched a whole lot this week, though, other than Last Drive-In and Gremlins and then mostly just playing video games besides that. So, yeah, kind of a dull week other than Last Drive-In being awesome as always. But, uh, yeah, that's about it. Beyond that, I'm just kind of uh, looking forward to diving into this uh, Vinegar Syndrome box that I got here. And uh, I was talking to Ted a little bit earlier, because I think after we're done recording, I'm going to end up popping in one of those. And I'm, I'm trying to decide between Rad, uh, Blood Games, L.A. Wars, and Dr. Jekyll's Dungeon of Death, because a lot of people are saying that one's kind of weird and kind of good. <laughs> So I'm kind of trying to decide between those four which one I'm going to end up watching tonight kind of make up for my lack of movie watching this week. <laughs> but that's about Start it. Start with Red. <laughs> Actually, that's kind of more of what I was leaning towards, but then also, I, I don't know. I keep going back and forth because I keep going between all, <laughs> all four of them, actually. I keep saying, all right, I'm going to do this one. But then I'm like, well, wait. Because I really want to see this one too, so I, I'm going to actually go watch this one first. So it keeps changing. So I don't know That's which one I'm going to just throw with. a PD wheat straw in and blow it all up. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, just flip a coin. That's what you're going to have. Yeah, I'll have to figure it out. We'll get to that point after we're done recording. I'm not really worried about that right now. So let's take a look at a, the little bit of news that we have here today. So just one quick article that came out this week. So we all know everything that's been going on with the Friday the 13th lawsuit and everything that's been going on for the last few years and everything. Well, Larry Zerner, who obviously started as Shelly in Friday the 13th Part 3 and who is also an entertainment lawyer, uh, actually tweeted out this past week, and this is the exact tweet, for those of you who liked the Friday the 13th lawsuit, now Clive Barker has sued for a de facto judgment that he can terminate his 1986 transfer and get back the rights to the Hellraiser franchise. So he's, in essence, sent a notice of termination to the producers and plans to get back the rights um, to his book, The Hellbound Heart. And then if... This does actually take place and everything. The The termination would be effective, um, wouldn't take place until December 19th, 2021. So a little over a year from now is uh, well, when I this is going to I just wonder what stick, crazy fun things he's got on his mind that he wants to show everybody. So. Really? <laughs> exactly. Well, if it's, anything, if it's anything like the Scarlet Gospel, it's going to be terrible. That, that was a terrible... A sequel to that he wrote to the original, um, the Hellbound Heart novel. Mm-hmm. It just it completely just just like the movies, it completely deviated from um, everything he set up in that first novel. 
you know, that first novel was basically just in, in like the first two movies, they're basically just another dimension, you know, the, the, the by the creatures for another dimension. And then in the movies, they just started calling it hell just because it's called Hellraiser. So in the Scarlet Gospels, that's what happened. He, the pinheads, all of a sudden, he's a hell priest in hell, and and he wants to take over hell. And it got really weird. It's kind of funny, man. A lot of people have the trouble taking hell, the concept of hell as a dimension instead of just another place. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, but in the Scarlet Gospels, it's supposed to be the fire brimstone hell. Yeah. That that's 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 the thing, and it, it just it went off into a weird territory, and you know, a lot of people didn't like it either. And it sounds like, a lot like Spawn. Yeah, I uh, don't know. It's yeah, it's interesting. I'm just saying if 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 he you know the right. That's something interesting, but not weird, you know. Yeah. Where it's like that's why I said I wonder I what know. he's got on his mind because I love yeah. I like his stuff, but he can get kind of wild and go out there too. So yeah, it'll be interesting. That's for sure. Um, be, besides, whoever has the, the creator right. or something getting the rights back. So mm-hmm. and and whoever has the rights now, I just hope. Don't decide to be like, well, let's pump one out really quickly just to get one more out. <laughs> so well, here's happen. here's <laughs> the other part. Here's just, the other just, part to the story right now is that you know they don't necessarily have a movie um, that's coming out, but they did announce, and we did talk about this in the podcast uh, a couple months back, that their HBO is actually developing the Hellraiser TV show that's going to be uh, produced by David Gordon Green, who's also directing the pilot. And then they've got uh, Michael Daughtry, who, you know, from Trick or Treat, Krampus, Godzilla, King of Monsters, and uh, another guy who are actually penning the screenplays for the the series. So that's supposed to be coming out. Um, Obviously, with everything going on right now with the whole virus and everything, things are being pushed back. So, you know, what's going to happen with that? You know, because that's something that they've been trying to get off the ground here and who, you know, HBO's greenlit to be made. And that's going to be in jeopardy now and with the whole rights transfer going back to Clive Barker possibly that's going to possibly put a monkey wrench into that as well and even even if the producers decide they want to make a movie too so that that's yeah for sure the HBO thing is supposed to be happening but um, I hope it does I mean they always do not that it was something I was wishing for and I don't always like this some of the TV going to TV stuff but Right. HBO always does a good job. They got some decent writers on it. So yeah, that's for sure. So, but I'm, everything still remains to be seen because this is mostly talk right now. Even though Barker did send off his notice to the producers and whatnot. So, what's going to happen? Who knows? They may offer him a deal and they keep the rights so they can keep producing stuff. Who really knows? You know, it might not go the way that you know Friday the Thirteenth went, but it may. You know, because if he, if he really wants his property back to be able to do it justice in his eyes, then he may go forward with it, no matter what they might offer him, and get what's rightfully his back. So, um, we'll 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 see what happens there. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what how it kind of develops over the coming months and into next year. 
Well, uh, speaking of uh, Friday the 13th and uh, Twitter, did you guys see uh, Stephen King's uh, take on uh, his novel that he wants to write for Friday the 13th? Yeah, I did hear about that. I yeah, heard about it, but I, I didn't actually see what he had said. It's supposed to be from Jason's, from Jason's perspective. perspective a novel from Jason's perspective. And just I just can't imagine what kind of like psychological like <laughs> fucked up shit is going on in his head that Stephen would come from come from Stephen King's head that would be saying it's coming from Jason Voorhees' head. It just <laughs> it's just inter- an interesting concept to me. Yeah. I don't that know. Sounds cool. It sounds different and odd, so I'm not sure if I'd like it or not, but maybe it's a book if it, gonna it do might it, work. at least it's Stephen no. King. So Yeah, I, I could see where it could work as a book, but that's really about it. Right, and yeah. Plus Stephen King definitely is so out book, there. But... So I mean it's it's definitely and interesting, he's... that's for sure. I prefer if, if he started doing cocaine again, Stephen I'd probably fall in love with it. it. So. <laughs> 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 uh, good stuff. Well, are you guys ready to review this movie? Yep. I guess. Sure, why not? So enthusiastic. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Nobody else is saying anything. <laughs> All right, well, let's take a look at Gremlins 2, The New Batch. Remember the last time we told you not to feed them after midnight? We told you to keep them away from the light. And the most important warning of all, we told you to never, ever get them wet. You didn't listen. They're mutating. Sir, it's the building on fire. No, no, that's a false alarm. Are you trying to panic New York City? Absolutely not. So the monsters are real? I didn't say that. Gremlins 2. The new batch. Now, was that civilized? No, clearly not. Fun, but in no sense civilized. All right, Gremlins 2, The New Batch, was released on June 15th, 1990. Directed by Joe Dante, starred Zach Galligan, Phoebe Cates, John Glover, Robert Prosky, and, of course, the ever-wonderful Dick Miller. This movie had a budget of $50 million. I did not realize until I was yeah, looking man. this up how expensive <laughs> this fucking movie was. This just blew my threw it mind. All at him. <laughs> right? This just blew my mind how fucking expensive this movie was. And it in its initial release into theaters, it didn't even make back that. It made like $41 million worldwide in its release. Because obviously the, the budget of $50 million, million was to make the movie. That doesn't necessarily take into 
um, affect the uh, the budget for marketing and stuff like that. So it very well may have been way more than this. And yeah, they, they obviously didn't make their money back initially. Which with is it. a shame because, you know, Joe Tante has so much freedom to do what he wants and mm-hmm. they'll blame it on that before they'll accept the fact that it was just, you know, way, <laughs> way too long of a wait for a sequel. Right. Yeah, it was what, like and six years it was up against like Dick Tracy and some of yep. so. Yeah, it was about yeah, about six years. And uh just a before we get into the movie itself, just a couple quick pieces of trivia. So the opening aerial shot of New York City was stock footage from Superman four The Quest for Peace. Uh when Gizmo first sees the janitor who was John Aston, he actually says Gomez, uh referencing him as obviously Gomez Adams from the T V show. And then Mohawk was a recreation of Stripe from the original Gremlins and was voiced by the same actor. So just a couple few pieces of trivia there just to kind of get us started. Uh, but yeah, let's go ahead and talk about Gremlins 2. Great movie. I would One agree. of my favorites. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I think it's a lot better first, personally. And I love the first movie. I couldn't disagree more. <laughs> yeah, it's just so much fun. I was, uh, I felt like they just tried to cram too much into it. Like a lot of things were just, I don't know. It was just so yeah, much going that's, on. Uh, you know, it's like Joe Dante. That just, point, like, yeah, that, I think that was the point. It was yeah, they had a hundred cameos, a hundred references. Like, like it was more. like the whole movie the was, had the huge the Looney Tune signature on it. It was just wacky and crazy. That's what There's I loved a lot about of, it. There's a lot of scenes that I absolutely love that I'm sure we'll get into. Um, I love that uh, how the they depicted the. Uh, a Billy from this small town coming to New York. They try to depict him as just this dumb kid that doesn't know how New York works. But if you pay attention throughout the whole movie, he knows exactly what he's doing. Cause when he talks to the, the big guy, the main owner of the, of the company, uh, clamp, I think it was, mm-hmm. yeah. um, he knows exactly yeah. how to fucking butter him up and do to get him to do exactly what he wants to do. He's yeah. like, he had this whole plan and clamp didn't like, it. he's like, you know, you could save the whole city. He's like, oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I think Clamp is probably my favorite character in the movie, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, a stand in or, or an amalgamation of uh, Donald Trump and um, Ted Turner is what yeah. Clamp is. Especially yeah. like not, not liking black and white movies. So you have uh, uh, Grandpa Fred showing the. Um, well, he calls it was it not of the octopus people, but it's really footage from Octoman, which is a a real movie, <laughs> which is actually thrown in because that was Rick Baker's first movie. First and movie, he does yeah. All stuff. Yep. He does all the effects for Gremlins too, so which is great. Uh, back to the kind of the the feel of the movie with the kind of more of the cartoony feel. I I thought this worked in its favor with it, and. I would disagree with them feeling like they crammed too much in it. I thought it was the perfect amount of everything that they kind of crammed into this movie. I think just because it was kind of all over the place and kind of the cartoony feel kind of worked to its benefit, in, at least in my opinion. And that's kind of what I liked about this. And this is, it's why I do like the second one more than the first one, personally. Well, I would say the, the only reason I feel like that is it's... 
It seems like the movie is more watching the gremlins just do crazy off the wall shit than it is watching the gremlins fight anybody. Like there's no there's no not a whole lot of like battling in the movie. Yeah, that's why it's hard for me to say I one like more than the other because I hold them in high respect for different reasons. The first right. one I like because it's more of a scary movie with a little I, bit of fun, but the second one is like one of the great comedies. So, oh, yeah, I, I don't hate the movie by any means. Yeah. I just they're just so night and day different from each yeah, other. Definitely. But I like that. I like that. For sure. I love the wackiness. That's just that's just me. Yeah. I think me and you like were talking me, this past week about how, like, when you see the kind of the opening thing with the Looney Tunes, it kind of just sets the stage <laughs> for the whole movie. It's, Wait it a minute. The, 50 oh, years man. of you being in charge is plenty <laughs> enough. <laughs> <laughs> freaking love Daffy Duck. They brought Chuck Jones out of freaking retirement, I believe, yep. to yeah, do that. Which is great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you have like you have some gremlins, you know, they're being mutated. You know, you got Christopher Lee, you know, as Doctor Catheter, which is the best name for yes, any doctor. It is. <laughs> yeah, oh, for God. real. <laughs> so you got like the bat gremlin that escapes the building and leaves the Batman signal after it brushed through the wall, which <laughs> I love. You have the vegetables, the lightning, spider, Mohawk becomes the spider. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course yeah, you I love have all Tony the Red- gremlins. Yeah, and then you have Tony, Tony Randall as the brain, which is great. He did a great job voicing that character. Yes, he did. Holy cow! And then of course, you you've got the gremlin that turns into a woman and goes after Robert <laughs> Picardo the rest of the movie. <laughs> but he, the fantastic. the brainy gremlin was supposed to be super smart, and he was for the most part. But why didn't he give more of that UV protection to more of the gremlins? I mean, I understand he wouldn't be able to give it to all of them, but. Yeah, that's what I always wish they'd uh, had a little bit more fun with that gremlin that made it out. Even though I like what happens. Yeah. Yeah. But that, you know, I, I guess you could say, so. <laughs> I, I guess from a storytelling point, you could say that he didn't know it was actually going to work and just injected it just to. I always you know, took it as he was very intelligent, but he was still a gremlin. So True. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, that's, there you go. That's, that's hey, fair. it's. It's fun, but not civilized. That's exactly. one of my favorite lines. <laughs> even says it, yeah. <laughs> How about Was when they first, yeah. when when they first multiply and the gremlins at the ice cream stand inside the M and M's. And that chick was pissed yeah. off because it was suppo- her ice cream and her M and M's were supposed to be health food. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was so. Is good. it made from organic material? Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. Yogurt. Is the Those peanut butter cups organic? Like, <laughs> it's pesticide free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those poor teenagers just working a job. They're just like, I don't know, lady. It's freaking yeah. ice cream. Just freaking. When I was a teenager. I just lied and said yes or no. But it was easier <laughs> than going through all the other crap. <laughs> right. I remember being. I remember in high school. I would say stuff like, "It'd be like, oh yeah, we cook our food in vegetable oil." I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, this I'm is a like, side note. Know. When I worked at McDonald's, we were using the regular quarter pounder meat for their McLean sandwich. So, and that was my first experience with working at a fast food joint. So I figured, <laughs> well, that's a lie. So who fucking cares? Tell them what they want to hear. Right? Yep. <laughs> it's all fast food for a reason. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not health. Exactly. 
Yeah, it's it's uh, cooking by numbers. It's supposed yep. to be quick and simple so anyone can do it. That way you don't have to pay them anything. Yep. <laughs> That's for sure. I mean, you well, pay eighty cents for a cheeseburger. What do you expect? <laughs> right. I expect the best darn cheeseburger I've ever. Right. I'm entitled to have a great cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah. I think one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when all the gremlins take over the the financial office. And, you know, they're like buy, sell, buy, sell, and. And the brain gremlin, he's like, yes, we're we are encouraging all our clients to put all their money in shotguns and canned foods. <laughs> oh, I and think of course you got Kate when she's stuck in the elevator. She's like, elevator stop! And it stops, and then she's like, elevator emergency! And it's just all the gremlins going. Eh, 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 eh. <laughs> I think my favorite scene is uh, the Leonard Malton one, where he's bashing gremlins. <laughs> <laughs> which i thought was a nice what about little when the gremlins actually take over the movie in yeah, uh, the, in the hulk yeah i'd say tell as the theater manager getting hulk hogan to intimidate intimidate the gremlins to, to roll the movie again <laughs> sorry folks won't happen again <laughs> <laughs> that was so good i no, like how they, they started playing that what whatever the hell that movie was with all them naked that people playing playing volleyball, playing volleyball and skinny <laughs> dipping <laughs> and then the hey, projection the there, he's like, like all they want to do all they want to do is show snow white <laughs> like, that's not snow white <laughs> You know, I was talking to Isaiah last night. I was like, "No way was Hulk Hogan's line scripted. That was just him doing a promo." Yeah, that's definitely <laughs> him cutting a promo for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think the Grimsters can stand up to the Hulkster? <laughs> Great stuff. It's cool on the VHS edition too. They kept this, kept the mess up, but changed it to make it like it was the a John Wayne movie setting yeah. that up, and then they had the little John Wayne segment. Which you can, if you have the DVD or the Blu-ray, they have that as a special feature also that you can just watch. Oh, that's cool. I suggest watching the old special featurette too, the making of, like, they play as if the Gremlins and Gizmo are real living beings and they've kind of taken (laughs) over the making of the movie and half the time they can't even film because they're just running around New York City or Gizmo's being (laughs) the prima donna. Right. (laughs) I love stuff like that's that. cool. That's cool. I, I, that reminds me of the 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 commentary from Child's Play One, where Chucky is playing as yes. he's like a guest on the commentary, <laughs> yep. talking about how shitty his stand-in was. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. <laughs> oh man! Uh, as as far as like, like favorites, I love Alec Benson too as a little kid. I think right <laughs> commentary. He's like making I'm, cracks. He's like, oh, that kid's a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. He called him like a little dumbass or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was. It's wild. It's definitely worth a watch if you guys haven't seen it. I loved it. <laughs> um, as far as uh, favorite scenes from uh, this movie, I'd say my favorite would be when uh, when uh, Gizmo tries to imitate Rambo. Yes. <laughs> and he, yeah. he puts the headband on and he makes himself of an exploding matchstick arrow. <laughs> that was so good. You, you have to, 
the workout montage, which is totally a, a Sylvester Stallone thing too. Yep. Yeah, and when the arrow explodes, he does that Sylvester Stallone like half smile nod. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that they actually they asked Sylvester Stallone's permission, you know, to emulate him, and he's just like, "Yeah, go ahead." <laughs> That's funny too. Um, the they bring that one critic that trashed the movie, and they got him to be in Gremlins too. So yeah, Leonard Maltz review. Yeah, I just yeah, talked they, about they that went Sean. to kill him. He's like, I'm just kidding. Five stars. <laughs> five stars. <laughs> What's funny is Gremlins too did get a better review by him. Yeah. So. <laughs> Gee, I wonder why. Mm, yeah. <laughs> well, Even though they apparently in his book they said he doesn't mention. That he was actually in the movie. He just reviewed it, but still, I'm just, huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> hmm. uh, one thing I was talking to Ted about uh, yesterday regarding this is uh, I was re watching it. I, I was like really surprised at all the gore that's in this movie. Obviously, it's towards the gremlins and it's all like their green blood and everything, but it they have some pretty gory deaths in this movie. Yeah, for the, that's great. Like through the paper shredder? The I think. Yeah, the, the paper that. shredder was gory. Um, I really like the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I like the the uh, acid in the face, and he turned into the, the Phantom, Phantom of the Opera. Of the opera. <laughs> yeah, that was great. <laughs> Even the ending scene when they're all melting and collapsing. Mm-hmm. Right, and they throw the world. That guy <laughs> shot it, and he's like, "What's going on? It moves, sir." Carry <laughs> on. <laughs> <laughs> or how about yeah, when Clamp plays the um, end of the world montage as the <laughs> yes. off the air? <laughs> we hope we enjoyed, enjoyed our life. <laughs> oh man, that's so good! It's it's beautiful, sir. <laughs> Billy's like we got more important things. <laughs> that's why if they ever make a Gremlins three, Clamp has to be present. Billy has to be working at the White House. Just <laughs> right. Oh, it's gotta happen! Oh man, that's just a great story opportunity right there—a nationwide breakout of Gremlins or something like that. Oh God, could you (laughs) just imagine? Jesus, I even like worked out like small details. Like you could have like the female Gremlin like actually did hook up with Robert Picardo because of what happened at the end of this one. Because you know he gets that like, yeah. You could have like have that gremlin be like a good gremlin now, and then like the gremlin that was like the bad gremlin like got out of the cement or something. You know, something happened, and you know that's how the outbreak can happen. Because just something, you know, right? Instead of playing Gizmo, blaming Gizmo, poor Gizmo. (laughs) (laughs) I actually heard that was one of the ideas Chris Columbus said for the sequel was. Toying with the idea of should Gizmo be allowed to continue to exist? <laughs> oh, wow, that's interesting. Yeah, because it really boils down to shit that comes from him. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> can we just say that Clamp is such a businessman? Where you know, at the end, he's just like talking about building the the small town, the Kingston Falls, in like yeah. Jersey or something like that. <laughs> and then he's like. He's like, who's that? And he's like, oh, it's Gizmo. He's a Mogwai. You know what I see? Suction cups on the back of car windows. <laughs> just like, this dude never stops. <laughs> right. Good times. 
<laughs> well, I mean, overall, I, I fucking love this movie. Um, if you guys were going to rate this movie, what would you guys rate it? Well, it does have the Dick Miller factor. Yep. So that plays into it, my final That's episode. an automatic half point. <laughs> <laughs> so... I love oh, it when no. the gremlin shoots its loogie on him and he just like throws it down the elevator shaft. <laughs> <laughs> I love his whole attitude in that one. He's like, nah, I'm ready for these fucking gremlins this time. They're not taking me. I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. I never was. <laughs> <laughs> like validation for all that shit. <laughs> yep. It's okay, Murray. Uh, I heard it too. I would say four and Dick Miller makes it five. So, Okay. I give it a four out of five. Um, just just because the the first one for me is better. I don't know. Maybe it's because I saw it first. I don't know. It's more like of a, a actual horror movie for me. Yeah, I um, agree. I liked the first one better, but mm-hmm. I still like the second one. So I gotta. I give it. A, I, I'll change it to a four and a half because of the Dick Miller factor. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, I gave Dick I Miller give, a whole star. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would. I was thinking three and a half originally, <laughs> but that would that seemed a little harsh. He got scared, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking behind me, making sure the gremlins weren't coming for me. <laughs> I'll give it a five. He says, "I think Ted and Isaiah are going to give it a five. I better just up it up." <laughs> I, I love I love this movie. Of course, I love just the the complete chaos the movie is inside the clamp building thing. It's just it's so much fun. I mean, I just give it a five. I give it okay. the highest. Awesome. Well, for me, because like I said in the beginning, like Gremlins, the the franchise isn't my favorite. So normally, uh, in a normal stance, I, I'd probably give this one a four out of five. But because of Dick Miller, that whole aspect, automatically half point increase, so four and a half out of five for me uh, for Gremlins 2. It's it's definitely my favorite out of the, the series, and I do highly enjoy watching it, even though it's it's been so long since I've actually watched it. Um, but I do enjoy it every time I go back and watch it. But, um, yeah, beyond that, we would love to know what you guys think. Do you guys love Gremlins 2? You can always feel free to let us know. You can reach out to us through our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at CLS Podcast. We do appreciate you guys checking out this week's episode. And, Ted, do you have any final words of wisdom for us as we leave? Well, I just want to say that real men sprinkle when they tinkle. (laughs) (laughs) I I got nothing, guys. (laughs) Don't feed Ted after midnight. What does that even mean? (laughs) Don't feed Ted after midnight. That's my there we go. All right. We will see you guys next week. Thanks for joining us today for the CLS podcast. Check us out at www.clspodcast.com or join in the conversation on social media with the hashtag CLS podcast. Until next time, stay safe campers. Campers.